Welcome back to The Athlete Approach. Uh, we're here again this week to talk about something new. This week, we're going to dive into something that it, it's kind of become like a buzzword in our world. Uh, it gets talked about all the time, and yet somehow it's still kind of misunderstood from time to time. Um, just kind of hinting at it. But really, today we're going to talk about confidence, a word we've all heard, something mm -hmm. that just like... Uh, I, I'm almost kind of sick of it at this point because it's probably like the number one thing parents or coaches come to me with. It's like, hey, how my my team's just not very confident right now. My kid's not very confident. How how can I fix that? Like, well, it's kind of a kind of a wild <laughs> question uh, to just put me on the spot right there. I've never met the kid, never met the team. I don't have an answer, but. It's a, it's a thing that exists, you know, in every aspect of life. Confidence isn't something that's very specific to sports or to teams, but it's something that really kind of gets showcased in sports, uh, especially. You can tell when someone's not confident. You can see it in body language. You can see it in the way a team kind of like exists together, the way people interact with each other, the way a coach behaves. There's a lot of things we can pick up on that point to confidence. So today we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit, talk about confidence, how we can help kind of grow and foster that confidence in individual athletes to help kind of build that whole team culture to just build like we were talking last time, I believe, of that ideal team we all we all envision that involves being confident and being excited to be there, all that stuff. So today we're going to talk about that, how we can build that within a team and some of the other little nuanced pieces of confidence that get overlooked a lot. Mm. Yeah. And it's just so important to understand what confidence even means to begin with, because everyone has a different definition of what it means to be confident. And that can vary so much to, each athlete so again confidence doesn't fit it's not a one fits all approach at all because everyone's working towards different goals everyone's everyone's baseline of confidence is very different to the person next to them and I think you know and it depends on what those goals are what what it is that they want to achieve and what what is confidence what does that look like because one person can see confidence as being able to go to an audition or to a tryout. That is confidence, being able to think, okay, maybe I can get somewhere with this. Maybe I can get the role. Maybe I can get onto the team. But then confidence can look completely different to someone else where it could be, am I confident enough to then um, go up and take the penalty? Like, am I, am I going to be accountable if that goes in or not? And it is it's so it can be small but it can be big but it can mean something completely different to that individual as to what that confidence looks like yeah it's it's so different like you're saying in different sports like there's different times in each sport where that confidence really gets put on display and even more so in individual athletes from one person to another has that different connotation of what the word means and it, even you and I talking about this, this concept that we know a ton about, understand the word differently. Like to, to me, to help myself understand confidence a little bit better, I picture it as something that's very, very fluid and kind of ever changing. For example, like I come from a baseball background. I, I talk to a, a pitcher 
and I'm like, hey, you're you're up on the mound. You've thrown three shutout innings. You're having a career outing. Your confidence is going to be at an all-time high. Going out for that next inning, you know you've got this in the bag. You've got your best stuff today. There's no like worry in the world. You're as confident as you've ever been. But if I take that same person and transplant them in front of a lecture hall of like 200 people, and they have to try to explain, for example, the biomechanics behind the pitches they're throwing, more than likely that confidence is going to just bottom out for a, a number of different reasons. You know, a lot of people don't like to public speak. Maybe they're not an expert in biomechanics, but they are an expert in pitching, in being on the mound in that moment, in that exact time and space, in that little scene there of them on the mound, their confidence is at an all-time high. But just little tiny things can make that confidence, you know, ebb and flow. Something goes right, confidence can raise. Something goes tragically wrong, that confidence is going to kind of emulate that and go south really, really quick sometimes. So understanding that confidence isn't this like just one North Star point we're striving for. Instead, it's something that's kind of always moving, ever changing with us, helps to kind of better palette the idea that that confidence is a thing that we can work on and improve, you know, both as an individual athlete and with a team as a whole. Mm, yeah. And it's and it goes back to that idea as well as when is when you try to understand what confidence is in the sense of how you interpret the situation is at hand because you and again the person next to you can have a different interpretation of the same situation and that depends on how you then view it depends on how confident you feel and it's all about perspective taking you know what's your perspective versus someone else's because you might be you might be benched but someone who's sat on the bench next to you might think, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to show the coach that I can, I'm good enough to even be benched because sometimes it's frowned upon, but actually, you know, you're still kind of listed to potentially to still play. Like it doesn't mean you're not going to play, but one player might think, oh, like I'm benched, like I just want to play. And it's almost a step down. But again, it's what you do after that. It's do you, do you turn up to training the next day? Do you put them extra reps in or do you sulk? Because it's all about mindset because you need to then show and to build your confidence that you can actually be there on the pitch. You can actually show what you're all about. And I think if you let your confidence slip because you're benched or you're not selected for the team or whatever, then then it can really mess with you and and it's not always in your control and that's something that gets overlooked is that you have the controllables and the uncontrollables and there's a lot of things in your life even outside of sport and things go wrong and it's not it's not your fault it's it is literally out of your control so you need to focus on kind of what it is that you can control because that's the only thing that you can have an impact on and influence on to then move forward. Yeah. Yeah. There's like we were saying, confidence is kind of volatile. It can be impacted at any moment by anything. Then it's important to look at what was it? What caused our confidence to go up or down and back to what you were saying, was it controllable or was it uncontrollable? And it's, it's, it's a simple concept to just draw that line down the middle and there's two categories, uncontrollable, controllable. 
but it's a lot, lot harder in practice to stay in that correct area and focus on the controllables. Because if it was, if your confidence went down because the official made a bad call, what are you going to do about it? Like, we would all love to just berate this official and make him change his call because it'll send your confidence back up. But I think we all know that that's not how the real world works. That's not how sports go. Mm. It's just going to lead to more and more negatives the more time we spend focused on those uncontrollable factors. The official makes a bad call. You get upset about it. Confidence is slowly dropping. You start yelling at said official. It's just not going to end well. You know, worst case scenario, you end up thrown out of the game or whatever the case may be. That confidence sure isn't going back up because you got thrown out of a game. So in in the ideal situation, we want to take that and be like, okay, the, the official screwed up here. They made a bad call. That that caused me problems, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to instead turn to something I can focus on. I can focus on staying intense, staying focused here, keeping my attitude positive, turning to my teammates for support and doing things that I actually have control over to help kind of redirect that confidence back in the right direction. Mm. Yeah. And that is so important because if you don't, and because with that, you need to understand that confidence is a sliding scale. It's not, you're either confident or you're not. It can change day by day. It can change moment by moment. And, and a lot of the times you might look at someone and think, oh, they're so confident. I wish I was that confident. Or you feel confident, but then you display different different things to what you had imagined. And one of and I mean an example in sort of like my in like in my experience of dance is that when it comes to competition day and you see teams walking around and like they're all kitted out or they've got like costumes on and their their hair and makeup it, they come across so intimidating and you think oh they're gonna smash it out they're gonna like be unreal they're gonna like you know they're gonna come first and and they're awful they get on stage and they're actually <laughs> terrible like they're just so bad but it's but the they come across as confident and they, they show themselves up. But sometimes you then need to understand that maybe you might not feel that confident before going on stage, but sometimes a lot of personalities come through that an individual might be shy, but until you put them on stage, they're a different person. And that, again, it goes across different sports that, you know, a lot of people might seem shy, but until they're kind of, in what they know and that goes back to your example like if you're going to do a lecture about biomechanics you're not in a place where you feel comfortable where you feel like you're going to thrive but if you're then put on stage knowing that you know you're going to smash this out you're a different person so then if you're in a situation that you're uncomfortable with or that you don't really know that you're not really competent in and that is yeah so important yeah yeah, and it, it's funny we've we've talked all about all these situations, <laughs> very specific things, and that is all really just self confidence, which is kind of what we all like default to. At least I do. When somebody comes to me and talks about confidence, my mind just kind of defaults to self confidence because it's us, it's what we're worried about, and it really is a big part of confidence. But really, it's just kind of like the main thing we focus on. There is so much more to confidence especially in team sports 
that I think gets overlooked so, so often. We talk about self-confidence, but there's a whole nother like area of confidence that involves your teammates, that involves your coaches, that involves everything involved with the team. Like having that confidence in the person next to you. If I'm playing and I got somebody right to my right, I have confidence that I'm going to do my job and make sure the team's in a good position. But do I have the confidence that they're going to do the same and that they're prepared and they're ready to go and they're going to make sure nothing bad happens in our part of the field? That's a whole different conversation, a whole different ballgame of making sure that we have that confidence within our peers, within the people right next to us going to play together. And then on top of that, you've got the whole top end of a sporting organization, the coaches, the managers, the people that are making the decisions. Do I have the confidence that my head coach is putting together a good scheme, preparing the way that we are and making sure that we're going out with our best foot forward? If I don't have that confidence in my coach, it's really tough to go in with high self-confidence. It's kind of like a domino effect where if, the coach isn't doing things that I'm confident in, it really hits my self-confidence and makes me kind of second guess things that I would never second guess if I knew for a fact that they were doing everything possible to make sure we were ready to go. So this, this idea of confidence, yes, is very important at a self-confidence in an individual level, but from like a full team organization cultural level, it's just as important that confidence permeates every single level and everybody has to make sure that they have their self-confidence in a good position so they can help everybody else kind of do the same. Mm. Yeah. And kind of going on to that idea of the decisions that the coaches make It's I think as a coach, it's important to explain why you're making certain decisions and make that explicit to your players and make sure that they understand and they appreciate those decisions that you've made because I think it's so easy for a player to then think, oh, maybe I'm not like good enough. And then that can really tackle, it's a big thing to tackle because it will be, it'll become their self-esteem and it'll become their yeah. self-confidence that kind of then breaks down. And then if that player isn't confident within the team, and again, that team confidence, then sometimes the 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 flow of it doesn't it doesn't flow because yeah. you know not everyone's getting the same communication not everyone's feeling the same but sometimes as a coach you have that leadership to be able to make it clear as to why you are making those choices because without that the player can overthink and they can overthink themselves into into a bad place and sometimes it's harder to get them out of that but it's easier to prevent it and it's so yeah. simple to do um and i think yeah that's just yeah so important yeah. To, to raise yeah that coaching decision part is one of the most prevalent uncontrollables we see yeah. in like especially team yeah. sports which you don't when we talk about the uncontrollables you look at like the outside factors we talk a lot about you know the opponents the, the crowd noise, the stadium you're playing in, maybe the weather if it's an outside sport where yeah. the field conditions might be bad. Those are, yes, all uncontrollables, and we look at those as such. But one of the biggest uncontrollables comes from within our own programs. It's coaching decisions where whatever the coach decides, they pick this starting lineup 
maybe you're not in it. There's not much you can do in that moment to change that. You can't go up to the coach and most likely plead your case and have him change his mind last minute. Probably not going to happen. Granted, you can kind of tie that to some controllables and start to make those changes. Like you were saying, if the coach expresses to you that why, why you're not in the lineup, why he mm -hmm. made this decision, then you can take that and you can use that to your to, to fix what the issue is. You can go to the controllables of putting in the work, having a positive attitude, giving high effort, putting in the extra reps and fixing the stuff that the coach gave you to then turn this uncontrollable mm -hmm. aspect yeah. into something controllable and yeah. start to grow and fix the things that you want to fix. Yeah, exactly. And it's the responsibility then of the coach to create an environment that is psychologically safe. So that yeah. these players, these athletes, they can actually make those mistakes. They can try something different. They can level up, but without feeling like they're going to be judged or they're going to be put down for making those mistakes because yes. you can't expect your players to improve if you're not giving them the space to do that. And it's not always going to, it's not always going to go well off the bat. And like, even as a coach, you know, you'd expect that to not happen any, to happen anyway that you you're not expecting perfection because i mean in the world of sport anyway perfectionism is so it's expected but we all know you can't get that and it's, it's, it's a bizarre it's such a bizarre yeah. concept actually um but if you don't have that environment for your players to grow in you're not going to have the outcome that you want because again it goes back to that feedback they need the feedback they need the criticism but you need to make sure that criticism is constructive because you don't want to then become abusive in the way that you're tearing this person down because again they're just another human being and yeah. then again it, then it goes into kind of their identity because if they don't feel confident in themselves as a as a or a tennis player then it's so hard to expect them to stay confident because you have other areas of life that probably aren't going well or they are going well and there's this interlink between different identities because if you're a, if you're very confident as a as a tennis player um but you're not so confident uh, I don't know, speaking to the press, for example, yeah. right? They're two very different things. But if you're getting absolutely ripped on social media and it can then, you know, have that effect. And it's just, again, going back to context that we spoke in the last episode is so important because then you have an idea of how this person can grow and what the psychologically safe environment then looks like. Yeah. Yeah, that, that environment that we're trying to build, that culture is so, so powerful. Like, is is backward as it sounds to some people. I want, like, if I'm, if I'm in a coaching position, I want my kids to fail. Yeah, yes. In a practice setting, I want them to mess up, to do it completely wrong. But I want them to do it for the right reasons. Like they're going a hundred miles an hour trying this weird new skill that I'm trying to teach them and they trip and fall flat on their face. That's, that's a good thing. 
especially if those kids pop right back up and are ready to try it again. That's like a telltale sign that you've built this safe, healthy culture for them to grow and evolve and try things and be okay with messing up. Yes. Like there's, there's no way we can level up and grow our skills and become like this athlete we've always dreamed of if we're not willing to mess up. Nobody is ever like the LeBron Jameses, the Michael Jordans, the Tiger Woods of the world. Like they didn't ever, like you said, we all want to be perfect, but we're never going to be perfect. Yeah. It's just never going to happen, especially in those practice settings, especially the first time around. We want that space to feel comfortable enough to where if they mess up, it's not going to do a single thing to their confidence. That's They're just able to hop up give it another go until they get it right yeah yeah no you literally hit the nail on the head there and it is important you know to to understand that if you're a parent or a coach or anyone within sport and you want the individual in front of you to be more confident don't just tell them to be more confident <laughs> don't that's the worst thing that you can oh say. my goodness <laughs> At least follow it up with some something that you can actually yeah. offer to help them to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the classic one. Like, <laughs> oh, you're not confident. Just eh, be confident. Come on. <laughs> no, just just no. It it doesn't work. You're wasting your breath. It's just gonna make. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And uh, confidence again. It's it's such a weird thing because it's something we've all got. We're all more confident in certain situations. Everybody has their niche, but it's something we all really need to understand in order to like continue growing as athletes and like building the teams we want to build without this, you know, like we talked about motivation in the past. These are kind of those foundational pieces that you build everything else off of. Confidence is one of those that like, I know for me, and I know you're the same way, Manisha, where we could talk for the next 12 hours about <laughs> confidence because it's such a cornerstone in this world, but I think we'd end up way off the rails. So we're not going to do that. But I think today we really did cover a lot of the stuff that we see in athletes and in teams kind of pertaining to confidence. So hopefully we covered enough to kind of give people an idea to start thinking about that stuff in a sporting context and start using this stuff with their athletes and with their kids and stuff like that. So building that confidence, building those safe spaces, continuing to do this over and over is going to help boost that confidence and get our people where we want them to go.